1: Oh, What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 759 Captain America edition of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host Christian Piles, joined today by J.D. Raider, Ben, Funky, Askren, and the man, Kyle Snyder, joining us. So excited for this. I always love catching up with you, Kyle. Kyle's got a big match coming up March 16th against Jaden Cox. Um... Kyle, good morning and how excited are you for this matchup?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm looking for sure. forward to it. Yeah, I mean it's one of the uh I mean, in my mind one of the biggest matchups for me personally uh that I could that I could wrestle wrestling, you know. So I'm looking forward to
1: it. Yeah, and I think for, for wrestling fans, it's it's definitely one of the, if you say, hey, wrestling fan, make a match that you want to see really bad that you haven't seen in a really long time or whatever, this is, this is up there, not just for American fans. I think for international wrestling fans, it's huge, you versus Jaden. And I, I think one of the things that make it so interesting is everyone thought we were going to see this in April, right? Last April, we thought, hey, is, that's going to be the match. It's going to happen. And then, of course, uh, with with Jaden's situation, it wound up not happening. And then there was a sort of a little debate afterwards, like, what did Kyle actually feel about Jaden not wrestling? Because on the one hand, th- let's be honest, your path to make the Olympic team gets a lot easier if you don't have to wrestle a multiple world champion. But on the other, <laughs> you were probably looking forward to that opportunity. So give us the kind of your emotional perspective on the match not happening in April.
0: I mean, we were really preparing for jaden all year because i mean obviously the most important thing is wrestling in the world or, or world olympic championships so to do that you got to win the trials and so we're preparing to wrestle him and and colin uh you know those are the two guys i would say are were our main focus throughout the year so and i mean jaden not even being in the bracket mean was just such a surprise like and and you know there's part of you that's like wow this just got a lot easier you know without him in there and then there's also like you said there's also the part that's like well this is the guy that I want to wrestle and I like that challenge and um, I'm prepared to wrestle him so uh, you know kind of kind of stinks but you know I just had to like pray and make sure that uh because i don't want to be happy when somebody else fails right you know i don't want to be like glad when even if even if they are like my enemy or whatever in the sport i don't want to be happy if they don't succeed and stuff like that you know so i just had to pray keep my heart straight and you know make sure i was focused on the right things and um so that's what that's kind of what i was thinking i mean i was really just like blown away, honestly. I was like, I mean, no one expected that to happen. So
1: Yeah, it was it was truly a shocking moment. Um mm-hmm. how how did it come about that that this match would happen? How did how did that start? Who started that conversation? Did one of you guys reach out to each other? Did uh Rudis organize? How did it come to be?
0: Yeah, I mean Rudis organized it. They just I mean we wanted to have one of the biggest matches that we could think of. And uh I wanted it to be best two out of three, no matter who I was going to wrestle. Uh, and then, I mean, obviously Jaden being here and the match not happening in, in April made made sense for us to do it, and he agreed to it. So, yeah, I mean, everything's everything's. I like it because everything's real about it. You know, we're making scratch weight, we're wrestling best two out of three. It's like it's just like the Olympic trials, and uh, yeah, then we get to see who who who's the best.
1: And one thing that was alluded to, and I think everyone kind of is expecting, at some point, you you guys are not only going to wrestle, you know, March 16th, but it's going to be for for World Team and Olympic Team spots again soon. Probably not this year. It sounds like Jaden's going to wrestle in Final X for for 92, but eventually he's going to move back up. Um, How much is that does that excite you the idea that that jane's gonna be moving up into your class and this could be the start of a of a rivalry or rekindling i guess since you guys have wrestled before
0: yeah i mean it's good when i i I think they're when i think about my competition you know i feel like everybody that i compete against i get the very best of that person you know like everybody it's like if if they're wrestling me it's like it's their world championship match Mm -hmm. you know i just feel like everybody wrestles me as hard as they possibly can um you know at least in the beginning of the match and then (laughs) maybe they get tired (laughs) and stuff (laughs) so it gets a little easier after that but with Jaden, he's one of the few guys in my weight that uh you know makes me compete to my top level you know like he's somebody that it's very motivating for me in training, knowing that he's in my weight, like him. I saw you know, guys like that. It's like, I'm thankful for those guys being in my weight class because they just sharpened me up to a level that I probably couldn't reach without them. So, you know, even just this match, I feel like uh, because of the way that he wrestles, it's made me uh, focus on a lot of things in training that you know, I might not have spent much time on it and they're valuable against everybody that I compete against. So I'm I'm glad. I mean, I want them to stay in the weight, you know, and I think it's going to be good for me.
1: So there, there's been a ton of, of rumor mill about you guys training together, practicing together, OTC practice matches, etc. Can you give us a little maybe a little color on how that's been In the lead-up, how much you guys have actually trained together, how many matches you have done, and whatever, and for information or details you want to disclose is up to you. But they've been talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, so the last time we
0: wrestled competitively in a a real match was 2015 at the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while, obviously, since we competed against each other. But since then, he's been one of my main training partners. You know at pretty much every camp that we go to and then leading up to the world or olympic games it's like i'm he's one of the guys that i wrestle multiple times throughout the week so i mean we have wrestled probably you know 500 minutes of live wrestling together wow. you know like so we're very familiar with each other um so it's good yeah we i mean we train a lot together
1: um, is it an di- advantage, disadvantage? There's this is a common debate in wrestling of, you know, wrestling mm. against someone or training against someone who's going to be your ultimate nemesis, right? Or ultimately someone that stands in your way. Where do you fall in that? Is it an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? For me, you know, like, at this
0: point, I wouldn't want to train with the person I'm competing against. You know, like, a couple, four weeks out or whatever, I'm not going to be training with that person. But other other than that, I like training with my competition. And I would wrestle anybody because I think it's to my benefit. I feel like I I learn a lot every time I wrestle them. And also, I, I think, I believe I wrestle at a tough pace and they get to feel what it's like. And it's only going to be more intense in a real comp, a competitive match, you know. So I feel like it's to my benefit. Switching—that's the way it's always been for me. Yeah, I mean, even even when I was young, when I was first getting on the senior level scene, like I'd be asking J.D. Bergman and Terrell and Turville and uh, Varner, and you know Kale Byers and uh, Pendleton. Like I'd be asking all those guys to go as much as I possibly could, and I, even even when I made the team, I was still going with them. So nothing really changed.
1: Makes sense. Um, a, a question I have, and and one thing I remember when you first burst onto the scene, senior level, you went you win a title. I don't remember if it was a quote or or something you had said or some that someone reported, but that you had ambitions of wrestling in like five Olympics or Wrestle to your thirty five or thirty six. Um, and I'm curious, like you know, now you're you're a seven time medalist. You're you're 26 years old. Do you still view do you still have a similar perspective? Or I guess maybe I should start, was that true? And two, uh, do you hold a similar perspective?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I still hold a similar perspective. I mean, honestly, I feel like wrestling is getting easier as I get older. That's I mean, uh-huh. and I feel like I'm getting- easier
3: in what sense? Like you're mentally simplifying
0: what you want to do, or like how? Well, I think first of all I'm I'm I've become more efficient in the way that I train. So, and I just think I've spent so much time on the mat that, um, now I can kind of like, I still, I mean, obviously I still train really hard, but I'm smart about the way that I do it. So as I get older, I just have to do less and less and less, you know, because I've done so much work before then. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like I still love wrestling so much that none of it is really, none of it is really like a big deal to me, like any of the work and stuff like that. So I feel like as long as that's how it is in my heart and my mind, then I'm not going to have any, any, any problem uh, continuing to train and compete. I've also been blessed to have like no injuries basically throughout my career. So I think that has helped me a lot and i mean yeah lord willing i'd like to wrestle i'll do whatever god wants me to do but i'd like to wrestle and into my 40s you know like oh my gosh and also Tom Brady, see, Tom yeah, Brady. <laughs> see, seeing somebody like coach kale i mean coach kale is like 41 and i mean he like just he can wrestle forever and he never gets tired and like he it's not like he's taken the best care of his body over the past decade and stuff like that, but it's still – I mean, he's still, like, at a really high level. I, I mean, if he wanted he's to – He's never he, had he, any he, major
3: he, injuries, right, Kyle?
1: Kyle never has? What, Ever had major injuries? Um, no, I don't think so. You were about to say something, right. and Ben interrupted you, and it's the thing I My wanted to bad. hear the most. I want to hear. <laughs> you bad. were going to say something about how Kale would do if he were entering a, a <laughs> yeah, senior-level competition.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, he'd still be, like, one of the, one of the guys. Like, I mean, it would be – I mean, especially with his style, the way that he wrestles now, like, his defense is so good, and he's so tricky. Like, if anyone were to just wrestle him one time without – having felt him before it would be, Mm. it would be a big problem for them.
1: Mm. See, I, I, one of the things, a a theme of, of FRL that we talk, it comes up probably once every couple months is like Kale's senior level career is a, is a huge what if, because you know, he hung it up in in his prime and he came back and he showed he was still high level. He destroyed a junior uh, or a world silver medalist and Herbert and was right there in the medal matches, lost to an Olympic champion, Sharif off. Um, and it's just affirming that, like, man, what what could have been with with Kale, even though he was a, an absolute legend and a, an Olympic champion. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm curious. So you want you won a world title at 19, um, and I'm curious how different how differently do you view the sport? You know, at 19 years old, you, you reached a, a pinnacle of the sport, but I'm sure you've learned so much in the seven or however many years it's been since you did that um how differently do you view the sport or how differently do you view things since uh that that first world title
0: i would say honestly not that different i mean my mindset's always been i want to keep improving i want to dominate when i compete i don't just want to like i want to be offensive score points and just winning like in my mind isn't enough i want to I want to, uh, yeah, I mean, destroy people. So that's, uh, that was, that's how I, I think in 2015, um, that's how I thought. And that's kind of like what was ingrained in me and it, and it's still how I think today. Yeah. So I think a a lot of things have been a lot of big, a lot of things have been really consistent and, um, but you're just always refining that stuff and yeah. Improving.
1: a couple months ago you made a trip to to dagestan everyone in wrestling was kind of following along on on social media as you you kind of palled around with sag I, I think there's a there's a film or a documentary style piece that that chronicles that on rudis but I, i'm i'm really curious and maybe that's something that's revealed in in the in the episode but you know, Sajalaev seems like someone in the media and in his quotes. He seems like a very humble and, and respectful champion, a good guy. He's kinda hardish to hate. I still don't wish him <laughs> any victories at all, but he he's kinda hard to dislike. He's not like a Sargouche type of type of wrestler. But what is what is he actually like? What is Sajalaev like? How and how much are you able to actually glean with the with the with the language uh barrier?
0: We had a translator, you know, everywhere we went, so that made it a lot easier and uh, I'm also learning Russian so I'm like Really? Give give yeah. us a
3: little give us a line real quick. Niet previat, that's all I know.
0: Ask me a question. I don't know. It's hard for me to just come up with stuff in my mind.
3: <laughs> just uh say like my breakfast was delicious.
0: Yeah. Uh Moya <laughs> Sami <laughs> Oh wow. Wow. Boom. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. That's o- good. Fukushimo o- o- is delicious. Mm. Nice. So Matt, yeah, Matt, o- I have a tutor Russian. I have a tutor. So I have a tutor. I meet with I meet with a tutor twice a week for an hour. I've been doing that for like five months. So wow. and then I studied on my own for a while before then. Um so like when I was in Dagestan, i I, I got a lot better at hearing. Like I couldn't hear mm. what people were saying um so just spending time there helped me with that and i feel like i came back and i got a lot better at speaking the language and stuff um but i want to be i want to become full, fully fluent so i feel like i'm like a year away from being fluent and then that would be cool uh but yeah i mean we had a translator anyway so um you know that helped a lot in regards to just being able to communicate and stuff and i mean he was I mean, it was like he was the best host that I had ever, you know, I mean, it was crazy that the, the, you know, the trip that he put on for us and he was planning all of it, you know, like everything that we did, he was planning oh. and he just wanted to show us the best time. So, I mean, in the beginning, it's kind of like you don't kind of trust what they're doing because you grow up and you hear about how the Russians are so sneaky and they're deceptive and they look like they're going to do something nice for you, but then they end up stabbing me in the back or whatever, you know? So that's kind of like what was in my mind in the beginning. And then they do like 10 nice things for you in a row. And they're like, okay, I mean, they're not trying to trick us anymore. They're just trying to, <laughs> you know, give us a good time.
1: So w- one thing that ben, ben had been talking about and we were discussing was that the idea of, you know the the camaraderie you you developed with with Sagulay, seemingly, and you know the Ben well maybe Ben could probably give his perspective better than I could, but just the idea that like people want to think about you disliking, wanting yes. to be not not having any uh, love towards Sajulayev. and this is the you know it seemed like there was a lot of love there. Um.
3: And yeah, listen so. This was yeah. just saying me as a fan. I want to be a fan. I want to watch Kyle Snyder and think I want him to beat this sneaky, dirty Russian, right? And I want to <laughs> fully enjoy the experience. And if I'm like, I know Sajalai is a great dude and I know they're buddies, like I'm not going to have the same emotional tie into it. Um, and I'm I'm not your coach, and I'm not you. So obviously, I understand what you're doing is probably significantly healthier. Uh, but as me as a fan, I want I want some bad blood.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, there's no, there's no love on the mat. Everything's the same when we compete. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even understand a lot of the things that he was saying when I was there, because there were parts where, where there wasn't a translator. So then going back and watching some of the documentary, they had a lot of the stuff that he said translated. And I was like, oh, he's taking a little jab at me. You know, like, all <laughs> <a, a couple laughs> the parts, you know, like, he was like, when we went to his village, he, we went. We went to his school where he grew up, and he was. And he said, uh, "I didn't know he said this, but he said, like, I wanted to take Snyder to the harsh climate that developed the man that took all his gold medals.'
1: Oh like, my god! Wow! Yeah! I can't believe he said that. <laughs> not all of you know. Yeah, because you could have said not all of them,
0: sir. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I, and there's more to come, you know. So yeah. let's go, but uh so i mean he's competitive and Mm -hmm. uh both of us want to win so and neither of us i mean obviously we plan on you know meeting again and wrestling uh i'm just gonna
3: pretend like you guys hate each other then just just for my own purposes as a fan i'm just gonna pretend that's case but actually I don't and I, I almost brought this up earlier and I no one probably wants to comment on it but obviously it's looking like you're not even going to get to wrestle them this year because they just had Russia out of Europeans and they're trying to suspend them from the worlds I guess also which is I mean this is literally happening in the last 12 hours.
2: Yeah can, which is that's crazy. They could still compete so, at worlds yeah.
1: under a neutral flag. So yeah and I guess my the question out of that is is you know what if you if you enter the world championships and there's not a russian in your bracket what do you think about that kyle
0: yeah it don't it don't feel it wouldn't feel as i mean there's still other good guys but it wouldn't feel as you know like official without the russian yeah, yeah. Cool. and of without qu- sol i mean if sol yeah. competing then that's that's the guy i want to wrestle against
1: of course um so you you've wrestled him and- i guess four, four times now in, in your career Um, and you wrestled him at the Olympics and and Oslo really close. How different, if at all, does he feel match-to-match? How different of looks does he give you match-to-match? Does does he ever, like, surprise you? Has there ever been a tactic that he's uh, implemented that surprised you?
0: No, I mean, I just think that i got to change some things in, in the way that I wrestle against him. I feel like I'm wrestling him in a lot of his best positions, and um you know wrestling him in in the ties a lot where he feels real comfortable and i'm i'm also really good in the ties you know I'm, I'm a good hand fighter so it's like difficult for me to not wrestle in those positions but he's a defensive wrestler against me you know he's going to wait for me to attack and uh to try and score off of that he wants to put me on shot clocks and stuff so i feel like i'm i i have to take the match to a different place and that's where it'll be successful uh so those are the things i'm working on those things and i feel confident about it and yeah so it'll be good
1: is he tough to i mean this is an obvious sort of question but uh you know having guys (laughs) replicate feels and looks is is good for for training right someone that can wrestle like Jaden is probably hard to find someone that can wrestle like etc do do you guys work or work with that is it like okay kale's gonna do this thing that sad live does is that something y'all mess around with a little bit and try to simulate yeah
0: yeah yeah they mess around we 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 do that i mean yeah i mean we have guys give us give us those feels and um honestly varner can like he can like mimic anybody And he's such a, he's such, he's a really good partner because you don't find a lot of guys as big as him, as strong as him and as athletic as him, you know? So, and he, he's, uh, he's another, another guy that if he decided that he wanted to compete again, I mean, he would be right there. I mean, he's really, really good. So, so so yeah,
3: yeah. When, when you're talking about – I mean, because obviously, you know, when you bring up – when Christian brings up Sedge Alive and mimicking him, obviously I think Varner's a good look because of how powerful he is. And it's like Kale obviously has his own strength, but, you know, a lot of Sedge Alive's thing is just how powerful in his positioning. So I, I would assume that Kale's probably not actually a good Sedge Alive replica or – and Varner's the better one. Is that is that fair or no?
0: Um, I mean, the both of them wrestle real well in the chest lock, and they're both okay. defensive wrestlers you know so i think either one of them does a good job um varner definitely just has like the raw power you know that you feel when you wrestle some guys at that weight class at 97 kilo so uh he's he's just yeah really good
1: awesome got it um well, well kyle man this has been this has been awesome um really really have enjoyed catching up with you anything else you you want to talk about anything else related to the to the Jade right, match I, I, I think we need a prediction for the super match one on uh march 16th yeah and there's two matches <laughs> possibly, <laughs> three, <laughs> possibly three
0: possibly three yeah
1: possibly you
0: yeah yeah i mean obviously you know i mean i i i uh i'm just gonna go out there and wrestle as hard as i can and uh you know, I, I don't, I don't think that I never plan on losing any matches. So in my mind, it's going to go two matches, and uh, yeah, but just going to wrestle as hard as I can and see what happens.
1: With awesome. the with the run of show, are you one of the first matches? I haven't seen the exact bout bat, bat order. You're the only two out of three. So how are they doing that?
0: Yeah, so we're like seventh, and then fourteenth. And then if it ends up going to a third, they're going to have, like, you know, a 30-minute break where they're kind of just, like, breaking down highlights and stuff like that, and then we'll wrestle again.
1: Well, you know, so, I think Ben's going to be, be there. Opposed,
0: I wouldn't be opposed to just uh, wrestling a third match for free.
1: Okay. okay just there. do it. Not as well. Hey. Yeah. Uh, no one would, uh, no one would uh, Stop turn, turn that down. <laughs> hey, you know what we could do also, since Ben's going to be there, and Jordan's going to be there. If it goes a third match, oh, maybe we get another stop. little exhibition going. No, I said going. someone easy. What's I that? said someone easy, not Jordan
3: Burrow. Jordan's no, so going to be very
1: tired. He wrestled five matches at yasser Dogu. He's oh, going to be exhausted. You'll, you'll be ready for him, Ben. I think no, this is I your want, time. I want
3: someone easy. <laughs> I, I don't okay, Beacon, be
1: Beacon Burrows then. This, <laughs> I'll pit him quick. It ain't going to take long. Well, four seconds. Well Kyle man uh man I really appreciate you coming on. It's always good catching up with you. Um thanks so much and and we can't wait to watch you March 16th. Thanks thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks Kyle. Thank have a good too. day. Yep. yep.
1: There you have it. 7-time world and Olympic medalist. That is that is so dang many and he's 26 That's years well. old. Um, yeah. The, the Jaden Kyle thing's funny because um man it's h- kind of hard to find much nicer dudes but they're so freaking mm-hmm. good um but hey you know-, you know one thing i thought we maybe never see would
3: ne- would never see touch because of just kind of how things were going and say the earlier 2000s was bruce baumgartner having 15 mm-hmm. uh world medals you know you kind of thought like dude this no no one can get the no one can get the freaking five like how how are we how is anyone ever going to break that and now obviously you know, Jordan has, what, eight or nine, and Kyle's mm-hmm. already at seven, and he's only 25, and yeah. he's talking about wrestling. Till he, he said he's going to wrestle until he's 40. Um, I wanted to revisit that because I think I still felt like Superman in, in at age 25, and I think it was like the early 30s where well, I obviously had the hip issue, but my body started really slowing down. So I, I'll be curious to revisit that, say, twenty twenty eight or something, and it'd be awesome to see if he still has that goal.
1: For sure. And, you know, one thing, I remember when he said it, yeah, or when you talked about it, I can't remember that how it materialized. Um, it was, it's kind of funny to say it was so long ago, but it kind of was. But I remember thinking, I remember thinking, okay, but who's the Kyle Snyder that's going to be coming up that we don't even know about yet that's wrestling at you know Tulsa Nationals that we don't even know exists? And one thing that I think you could say is like, man, well, no one, there, there's no one in the. View of Kyle that I can see, other than Jaden, of course, that is like going to be nipping at his heels anytime soon, right? So, in the next. Well, uh,
3: uh, who who?
1: can I I protest
3: that statement? Keegan O'Toole. Well,
1: I mean, uh, he ain't get that big. (laughs) Hell no. Um,
3: no, I guess what I'm going to say to that statement is, um, you know, obviously Kyle looks like that and Jaden because they reached their pinnacles at such an early age. You know, I mean, Kyle won a world title at 19 and Jaden at 21. That being said, a lot of other guys, say like a Jordan Jordan Burroughs, started their international level of success significantly later. Or you think about like a David Taylor who was so great in college and then but didn't really have the international success till significantly later. And right, so some of these guys, like and who knows where they're gonna go, right? Like an AJ Ferrari, um, obviously high-level college success, wasn't close at the world team trials last year, Olympic trials, but that doesn't mean you know, I mean, we're, we're we're talking 2028. That doesn't mean he couldn't develop prior to then, right? Or say a, a Rocky Elam or Braxton Amos, guys that won junior world titles. Is that yeah. fair or no?
1: Um, I I just think the gap is so. Yeah, those are names, and I guess if you had to say names of young guys who have shown some promise, th- those would be the names. But man, I think they're I think they're way off. I mean, they, ju- they are I, right now. But and I guess my point is what we're seeing is guys are so much better when they get there and I know there's there's the Kyle Dakes and, and David Taylors who made teams, I mean, Thomas s- Gilman quote later right but it, listen Thomas yeah I don't know no, I guess Thomas my- Gilman that's a fair one I mean he he didn't have any international success and even his last year
3: NCA's. I mean Christian think about it NCA's his senior year he's 22 or 23 years old and if you said this guy's gonna go win a world title and he doesn't win NCA's, you're like Come on, he's so far away, which is mm-hmm. true. And then right, he ended up actually making the team, of winning a silver that year. Yeah. God, it took him a few more years to add on to that. But he's there, you know. So you know, it's, I feel like the, those three names I mentioned, who all have had uh, either NCAA or international, junior international level success, maybe it's not this year, but well, you if know, it's Rocky
1: Elam, in, I'll be, I'll be stunned. I'll be honest.
3: But say um, in twenty twenty five, right? Twenty twenty five is still three years away. But that's that's still three years prior to the 2028 Olympics. And we're mm-hmm. talking, that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, yeah. In three years to <laughs> do the amount of progress that we made. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I maintain it's right now. And even for the next four or five years, I think it's just Jaden personally. Okay. That's, that's what I see.
3: I, I, um, I think you're wrong on this one. And I got, and because just because that time window is so wide, uh, you know, if you're saying next five years, none of these dudes are going to get that much better. Like, it's possible, but I think it's pro if I had to bet on one of these odds right now, I'm betting on someone else coming up to challenge him in five years because I just I don't think you're realizing how large of a time window that is.
2: I'm with yeah. Ben. I was talking with okay. somebody the other day, and this is kinda back to NCA, but like is guys best window now almost to win a title in their first two years. Well part of part of my
1: point I guess is like the guys are so good. And how close are, okay, how close are guys to their pinnacle when they're freshman, sophomore, juniors in college? Yeah. If they've been in the grind like a Braxton, like a Elam, like a yeah. wh- whoever, right? How so, close to optimized are they? I th- are, I think there are some that are really close to maybe as, as good as they'll get. And hot- I'm not saying that that is the case for Braxton or yeah. Rocky. I'm saying mm-hmm. that is a possibility.
3: Yeah, so if you said twenty if you said 2024, which is only two years away, I said, I'm in, Christian. I agree totally. Just that five-year window is so big. And to your point, JD, about the, the guys winning in their first two years, um, obviously given the current training environment, there are there's a significantly higher percentage who are, are ready by that that point in time. Um and but there's still gonna be some outliers who get significantly better over their NCAA career. And actually, I I have a one of my frustrations and because i have kids in a lot of different programs um is a lot of programs i mean literally and it's both the program and it's the athlete stop developing after their second year of college they literally say like either it's, it's that fixed mindset i'm i'm really good at this i'm going to be good at this or i'm just not you know and it's super frustrating because there is if you just think about how much development can happen over the course of a year if you don't give up if you just say i'm going to continue to get better like there's huge jumps that can be made, but there's so many college kids by the time. And, and a lot of it could be because they spent so much time, you know, grinding in youth wrestling, and they're just kind of worn out. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of development that stops at that, you know, 20, 21 years old age. And it doesn't have to. And and then because we see the outliers, we see the other guys who are not stopping continue to get better. Yeah.
1: It's fun to I think I mean, even about. like
3: Gable. Even a Gable. Think of how much better Gable Stevenson's has gotten in the last year. And this is a guy who is – He's at the pinnacle of the sport, and he still got better. It's freaking crazy. Yeah,
1: it's nuts. Okay, so we have plenty to get to. That was a very fun way to start the show. Um, less fun. IOC suggests no Russia uh, or so Belarus. So annoying. Belarus, uh, they come allies with Russia. Um, uh, for, for competition. So... It's it'll it'll be interesting to see how this all develops. It's obviously really sad what's happening in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and what Russia's doing is um, gross and bad and sad. And hopefully there it doesn't you know impact the sport too well. But it's kind of weird to wish for something like that when that's so small compared to what's actually happening.
2: That's uh, why I hate it. Like sports are supposed to be politics aside, and well, let's, people's yeah, issues and with athletes it's with
3: well i mean the, it, the other thing here i endless i don't go political but who 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 gets to be the arbiter of truth and it's like uh china has human rights violations they just hosted an olympics
1: literally hosted
3: i mean they're... they hosted it <laughs> yeah there's significant I... human rights violations there have been other wars that have happened in the last 20 years where you would say one one of the parties is significantly in the wrong and we haven't seen anything else like this happen so who's the arbiter of truth Um, and if we're going to do this, are we going to do this across the board to everyone who puts violence on other people, or are we just doing this one time and that's it?
1: And I would say for also, like, we can always wish that, that the sports and Olympics are politics free, but like the 80 Olympics, we didn't go 84, Russia didn't go. It's not like this is unprecedented to have happened. Um, who gets
2: punished here? Athletes yeah of, of course you know. of course like this yeah. isn't shouldn't this shouldn't be a way to listen yeah or russia finds um,
1: their way into all these things yeah. you know what they they they've got they've got 9 10 11 lives athletically i mean they shouldn't have been in the nice 16 girl. games uh probably shouldn't have been in 2020 and uh they were and all they did was change their anthem and make them wear slightly different singlets so yeah um, this I is agree. different this is for different reasons obviously but uh, don't underestimate Russia's political capital that they have within the IOC and yes. uh, and you know well, is the is thing they... actually I was
3: sorry go ahead JD
2: what's concerning is Russia pulled out of the Euro championships not they were banned. Oh. they hmm. made the decision themselves mommy did to not go but it's also kind of like uh you can't ban us if we don't go type
1: yeah i uh, you know what the kid, the kid doesn't get to pick his punishment, you know. When the, when he yeah. when he gets busted, um, try his. Yeah. Punishment. So the other thing
3: I was gonna say is, uh, and I almost said when Kyle's on the show because it would be interesting if if they do the neutral flag gimmick, um, then you're saying like, will do all Russians get to wrestle under that neutral flag? Do they have a wrestle off? Then who has the wrestle off? Does Russia have the wrestle off and determine who's gonna be the neutral flag athlete? Because if that's the case, then isn't it just Russia? Like, yes. How do you? you know yes.
1: like how do you determine that of course that's of course the russian wrestling federation would have wrestle offs or would have their russian nationals and then Winner determine the
3: represent. neutral flag athlete like come on
1: yeah exactly uh crazy to be starting the show not talking about freaking big 10 and big 12. let's do big 10s uh, let's do the biggest of 10s um what were the surprises as you saw them jd what stood out to you did anything stand out to you was this about what we
2: expected uh for for the most part it's kind of what you what uh i think we all expected a lot of people were shocked at 174 uh we called that right didn't we yeah yeah, we called it but like iowa fans who maybe didn't listen show up and they see camera at the four no they weren't surprised i Uh, I saw a lot of people
1: that were no way come on iowa fan he lost the labrilla what are you gonna do i know know, um what are you gonna do what are you gonna do? I, I
3: didn't think Schultz. there was anything that was that surprising. Um because they wrestled a full schedule. So we got to see
2: uh, a lot of these guys versus a lot of these guys. Schultz over Dean for the top spot at 197, but that's not very shocking because uh Schultz lost to a Big Twelve wrestler. Dean lost to Caffey. Yep. So Makes You know, sense. I mean
3: one that just looked looked shocking, but it's, you know, when again, when you go through the results, it's like, oh, yeah, the his Michich at the six, you know, you, that that pops out and you're, whoa, really? And then, but then you're like, yeah, th- yeah, that's where he should be.
1: Yeah, it's, and, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, if he'd rather be, if that's the side he'd like to be on, but they get seven spots. Micic, interesting interestingly, did not earn an, an allocation, but he's seated within the allocation thing. Um, so he would likely have Rivera. So this would be a Michich Rivera quarterfinal, and then the yep. winner gets winner gets Jaden. So yep. it's I don't know of the big three: Lee, Ironman, Rivera. Who do you think Stevan matches up with the best?
3: Well, the problem with being a six is you have to you'd have to beat you'd literally be all have of to them. Beat all three of them, In and order. if you're the four or five, you. I mean, that being said, Chad Red's really good, also
1: obviously. No no doubt. And they, they probably wouldn't hit uh, until backsides. Um but do yeah. you think of the but my original question, do you think Michic matches up better with Rivera, Ironman, or Lee? I know he would have to beat all of them to win Big Ten, I'm just I'm just asking a question. Um
3: if he uh, He's
1: beaten Rivera.
3: Yeah, but not this year and not this way, Cla I mean I I just feel like I feel like he, given what we've seen from him this year, be I think beating any of them is shocking, isn't it? Now we have to define shocking because Shane Sparks came back from
2: <laughs>
1: You know what? And you know what, Ben? <laughs> define it. This guy is the guy who said shocking and just sent us all down uh, 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 <laughs> a shock a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole of shock. I re-listened to that this morning and it was it was funny. Um, Big Nike shocks guy. I, I can't wait to talk. I can't wait for Sparks to come on tomorrow cuz I know he feels oh my goodness. he feels very vindicated that the uh, placement points for Big 10s have Iowa right there with Penn State but um we but we said on the show you said and I said it's like Big 10s Iowa could definitely win wouldn't be surprised would not be shocked it's like also there's the the thing and maybe we can talk about it tomorrow the shock there is a continuum of shock you know it could fall continuum. In a, it's like okay if if Vladimir Putin walked in this thing you know, dressed like a clown on a pogo stick, that would be more shocking than Iowa winning, but <laughs> there is a continuum of shock, right? Things are more shocking than others. And um, maybe it was the wrong word. I uh, i think it's the right word. I have a strategy for tomorrow, Shane, and I'm not gonna tell no, you what it is.
3: Can we please not do that? I've got a strategy. <laughs>
1: dude, I'm gonna walk dude, him down a dude, path, and Christian, I'll make him admit him. it. What if I I'm make gonna him come admit I'm going on
3: 15 minutes late then. I'm coming on 15 minutes late because I can't take it. Last, last week, he it just kept being the same thing. I literally had to leave. I went and took a piss. I'm gonna dock. And then I'm like, oh, you're still talking. I went and got some coffee. I'm like, I can't take this anymore.
1: I'm going to dock your pay, Ben. 15 minutes. <laughs>
3: oh can we not do that let's talk about something No, else you're docked
1: it's already i am docked oh god it's been docked <laughs> it will be reflected
3: jd you just text me when when shane and christian are done with this shenanigans
1: tomorrow you just text me and then i'm coming on okay okay, okay. um uh, all right so drake ayala uh is the is going for iowa we knew this he wrestled against nebraska this is great um it's actually he gets, kind of a decent matchup for
3: him against I Barnett. I feel like yeah,
1: Barnett is just such an interesting one. I mean, obviously against someone like that, there's guys that Barnett doesn't match up great against. I don't know if Drake matches up awesome against Barnett or if it's if it's scary. I think Drake will have such an advantage. I think he has an advantage on his feet, right? I think that's probably yeah.
3: Um, well, but, Barnett. I mean, Barnett struggles. Where yeah, that's okay. So where Barnett excels the most is in the scrambles, um, he's very good on top and he's really good on bottom with like getting reversals and especially like reversals to back points, you know? And so it's like, uh, if you look at what Drake Ayala does, he doesn't overly ride or try to do crab riding or leg riding or anything like that. He's generally pretty clean on his finishes. Um, so if you want to say from a, a matchup standpoint, actually, I feel like a pretty good matchup for Ayala, um, but you know obviously you know Barnett could very easily get him in one of those scrambles and get a six point move and then and then obviously it's super hard for Ayala to win
1: yes um I I actually think the draw is pretty favorable for Drake I mean there's not a really easy draw in the big ten but you get Barnett who you're gonna at least have an advantage against on your feet and then Hildebrand um I'm curious for that Hildebrand is maybe a similar problem to to Barnett, for but for different different reasons, like Drake will maybe have an advantage on his feet. He's definitely a more dynamic leg attacker, whereas Drew would prefer to counter. It's the top wrestling, I think, for both these guys. Can he navigate the top wrestling of Barnett and Hildebrand? Um,
3: well, so if if you were to get uh, if you were to get a couple takedowns
1: on Barnett, he may not have to choose bottom. He ought not. I would say <laughs> it'd probably be a bad idea. Um, although I said the same thing at who's number one against Richie Figueroa. I said, don't go under this guy. They're like, there's no, it's not smart because Richie's really good on top and he went under and got away. So, uh, and Drake is not bad from the bottom position. He has struggled with, with McKee, but he has gotten away from McKee as well. Yeah. Hey,
3: what people, I, I saw people on a forum and then they're in the chat on YouTube talking about, uh, to go to a different weight class, Rivera's injury. Do we got any inside information? Because I hear other people saying like it's not no big deal at all. He finished the match
2: like, that he was yeah. hurting, but it was noticeable that he was not that he was hurting while finishing. So, but the, I don't have any insight. No. Ruckers,
1: you normally the rumors about Ruckers get out pretty quick if it's bad. So, like I remember when Alvarez was like having weight problems or whatever last year it was kind of known uh then. So, oh, I, so
3: they know they know they got a leak within the program. They got a they mole. They got to find the leak. They, they got, got a, a
1: mole. A mole. A rat. Um no, but I I, th- I think I think he's probably fine. <laughs> I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Okay. Um but we'll see. We'll see what he looks like at at Big 10. So, 25 the story really is Drake Ayala right? He's the sixth yeah. seed. They get 10 spots, so Drake is very likely to qualify. Um, and he's got a, there's a path to the finals for Drake at, at Big Ten. Yeah. Um agreed. Navigable. Uh 130, 133.
2: Uh, one thing that did surprise me, Big Ten with 12 allocations at 184. Wild. And Ava did not earn one. Yeah, but he's the
1: five. Yes. Yeah. Like, he'll get in. Under what
3: criteria did not earn one? Not enough matches or what? 80%
1: uh, percentage? I'm not sure. Okay. We don't know. Uh, don't know. Yeah, that was surprising. But let's kind of work our way up. Uh, so that's 25. That's basically the story. 25. Not as not as juicy a weight. 133. You really figure it's going to be a DeSanto RBY showdown in the finals. That'll be a blast. DeSanto will have to get by Lucas Bird, which he's been able to do historically. Close, though. Of note, uh, well, he dominated him, and then they had a close-ish one. Um, of note, DeSanto-Cannon quarterfinal. Yeah, We like, you know, I like Chris Cannon. Obviously not in this match, I but I like I think Bird him. is a much tougher match for DeSanto. Than oh, yeah, Cannon? Bird's good. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I agree uh, with that. I'm just saying that's a tough I think you're talking quarter.
3: about Hudkins and, yeah, Hudkins. Like, uh, the Hudkins must have beat Cannon to be at the six, because otherwise, you know, I feel like, <laughs> Shoot, I felt like that was a little low for Cannon.
1: I think Cannon missed some time too, if
3: yeah, i remember correctly.
1: Correct. And that can jack up your seed for sure. Um other than that, not a not a ton. You know, uh Foley, Raguson four five will be a fun quarter. Winner gets Roman. So so uh he does not have a no, he does not so his three losses
3: are Foley, Bird, and Raguson are his three losses.
1: Yes for Ooh. Cannon. Yeah, so I'm not sure what that's based on. When you look at one forty one, uh it's only I say only seven spots, but listen to this top listen to this this pecking order. You know, Lee Ironman, Rivera, Red, Berglund, Micic, D'Amelio, Zargo, Duncan, Talshahar is a really tough ten. So there's gonna be there's gonna be some good guys on the outside looking in and, and yeah. hoping for wild cards regardless.
3: Well you gotta assume it's three and two, uh so Dylan Duncan's record is three and two. You got to assume there's no way he obviously earned he needs, a spot. He needs to steal. And then, and Tal Shahar is nine and six. So I, I also couldn't assume he earned a spot either. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah.
1: Phileas is not a uh, is not a slouch at, at the 11. He's not. I mean, it's, it's the Big Ten. So, you know, this is how yeah. it goes. Uh, 149. Sasso, Ooh. Austin, Gomez, Lovett, Muren, Yaya, Thomas. Uh, this says Make Van Brill. His name is Mike. And Bo Bartlett, the goat at the seven seed. Um, what do you think about game. Mike? Uh, obviously, he hasn't
3: wrestled, but Kanan Store at eleven. This is another one that just feels kind of off because you know
2: he's been really good before. I think you think he's any chance of upsetting Van Brill or no? He came back. He got injured at CKLV. He came back just a couple weeks ago and has not been good. Not hundred percent. Eight and five. If he's not good. if he's
1: himself, yeah, he could beat Mike Van Brill. But if he's not, then. It will be much tougher. Um, Your boy's sneaking oh, in. Yeah,
2: I didn't see these uh, Bo, Bo doesn't open sneak. matches for him. He kicks through the door. Um, Bo... Kicks through the door by taking oh a shot every seven minutes of wrestling.
3: I mean, honestly, he He's could be selective. a tough
2: matchup for uh, Gomez. I mean, yeah. it's going to be uh, because he
3: doesn't shoot. Gomez has got really good reattacks. Um, so that, that could be an issue. And then, you know, Gomez also usually gets the underhook and. <gasps> He's pretty good at controlling those positions, generally. Yeah. Bartlett. I mean, Bartlett
1: to the finals, you know? <laughs> Don't rule it out and also look into it. Uh, but, yeah, I think he'll qualify. I do. I think it is going to be tough because there's good guys slotted outside the top seven, guys like Blockus, guys like Kanan Um, So he'll, he'll have to wrestle well. Blockus sure. has not had a good season, though. No, he is. not I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right.
3: Very true. I feel like Kansler also is not been uh, not very good. So who knows, maybe Kane Stork could maybe steal a spot from, I could definitely see from Van Briller Bartlett getting knocked off there.
1: So 157, the story here, IMO, is Brady Berge. He is the mm, 10 seed yeah. and there's only seven spots. But as I look at this pre-seeds, I think he's got a, I, I would be really surprised if he doesn't steal. A spot and finishing the he's top got seven. Of making the finals out of the 10 so who give us his path so he then. so
3: well he would have to beat model in the round of 16 so they'll be right off to bat very doable So give me a tough match but winnable caleb young he could win that match for sure mm-hmm. uh I, has, has he beaten him before I've, i'm not looking so but i'm assuming he could and then he has to beat probably will LeWan. like those are all winnable matches i, I wouldn't be shocked I'm, I'm not looking right now but i wouldn't be shocked to see if him beat those guys previously
1: so um head-to-head caleb young won their meeting three two okay so very yeah. close so that was the last NCAs, i believe mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean for sure i think that's a that's a very favorable draw for for brady Berge out of the 10 and yeah that's that is a navigable path to the to the finals model for sure which gets him in the quarters against Young which it's going to be a lot tougher because sim- similar situation Brady Berge's best thing is his reattacks his are the really fast and Young is going to be a super disciplined attacker of the legs he's not going to yeah. shoot a bunch um oh yeah I mean I think I think if it, if you're if you're Penn State and Brady Berge are saying we give us the 10 all day we're we're more than happy with yeah. that 65 Karchla getting the four, which is a is a of tremendous benefit because it puts Marinelli and Hamidi him, yeah. are opposite, and I I just don't there's no one on Karchla's side that I think can contest him right. I just no. don't think Amin's not there right now. He hasn't been there this year to the level that Karchla has. You know we've got Caleb Fish at the five. Bronner. So I think he's got a great. I mean I would be stunned. Easy to uh, I would be shocked if Carson Karsla uh, doesn't make the make the finals. Marinelli committee. Yes. So your prediction has been Marinelli again here. Yeah. Uh, but closer? Probably we'll say probably closer, yes.
3: So it was eight five the last one, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I'd say closer.
1: Yes. Uh, looking forward to that. There's not actually, you know, for this is not a very deep weight at the Big Tens. I mean the fa- not really. Seed, the fifth, four seed is Kamameen, who has been not what he was last year. I think he's been dealing with some injury stuff. And then Caleb yeah. Fish, the five. And then the, you've got the a Bronicle big 12
3: at 65 is tough.
1: Yeah. It, so you it got,
3: is uh, tougher. Yeah, so let me just read that real quick. That was uh, Keegan Whitlake. O'Toole, Weber. Hall, Yant, Whitlake, Weber, Cook. And that's probably, is guess, Shout Gr- out. Gr- Gr- at eight is decent.
1: Shout out the fighting brackies of West Virginia and Peyton <laughs> Hall. He's a beast. Okay, then we've got 174, Starachi, Massa, Labriola, Kemmer, Ethan Smith. Just a uh, an insane top five here. And yes. you know, we, we talked about this that after he lost, you know, even on our show last Wednesday, we said, you know, Iowa fans, if you listen to FRL more, um, you would know that we said This was he's obvious. The, he's gonna be the four. He's gonna have to be Ethan Smith. Uh, and then he'll face Carter Storacci to make the to make the big 10 finals not an easy path for sure so what, what
3: hey would it benefit Michael kemmer to injury default out after at the semis or no
1: why would that benefit him
3: well if he doesn't take another loss to stir because there's no kind record record because right? you don't have another you don't have another loss to stariraki and then you wouldn't lose possibly in the Russell backs. I mean, because if he were to lose this rock in the semis and then lose it for third place, uh, I feel like that's going to push him way down. Um, and being on the side of the one is way worse than being on the side of the two, three at nationals.
1: Um, I, no, I don't think that makes any sense at all, honestly. And I don't know, I don't know that that would help his seed at all either. Um, because what is what is Kimmer's resume this year? You know, what's his wins? He, he doesn't have, I mean, we all know what he's done, what he did last year. But if you look at his his resume this season, it's gonna be hard to sl- slot him super high if he's he even is he even AQ? Um I think he is did he earn a spot then? I believe so, yes. Seven and two. Yeah. I believe he
3: earned one. But uh, his wins are bad. He's got his wins are actually kinda good. Uh O'Reilly, Nyhouse, Smith, Plot, McNally. I mean, not,
1: yeah, but, but for what you're not talking great. about. For what you're talking about, like getting a, sure. a, a top five seed, if he yeah. if he beats Ethan Smith and defaults out, he's going to be seated behind Storacci, Massa, Labriola, uh, Heidley, Lewis, probably at minimum those five. Yeah, hey, so, six wouldn't be bad. Six wouldn't be bad. Six wouldn't be bad. Um, and there's probably other names I'm not considering, but those are those are the big five or six. And there's a big six okay. really at this weight, I guess you could say. Uh, and depending where you where you slot Ethan Smith. Uh, but no, I think he should. I think he should wrestle it out. I think it'll be. I think that's the best way for him to improve his seed. Uh, but I don't know if this is the most anticipated weight, but it might be for me. And, uh, I think, yeah. So looking forward to that. Twelve allocations for 184. So this is a deep weight, says the NCAA. Uh, for Big Tens. Brooks, Amin, Romero, Venz, Assad. Malchuski, Poznanski Cochran, Washington, Salazar, Weiler, Bronigal. Dude, Max Lyon is the 13. Max Lyon's like, guy wins matches at NCAAs. Yeah. He's not... The pride of Dubuque. The pride of Dubuque. He's the best huh. wrestler from Dubuque right now, I would say, potentially. So, with that... You look at Brooks, you look at Amin, you you figure that's a likely Ooh. final, but man, Amin Romero had that crazy, crazy match at Ohio State where Romero was right there, but Amin did what he does, found found a way to win. Um anything mm-hmm. disrupting a Brooks Amin final, Ben?
3: Uh I think it's hell likely. Man, I can't believe it. I looked at Jeff Justin at the fort. Fourteen. I remember he was freaking. I don't know. I think number one out of high school. Yeah. Um. And dude, he's he's two and fifteen in the last two years. It's pretty rough. Rough. Rough.
1: I agree. Um. Okay.
3: Yeah. Nine, no, I think nine. it's. I think it's. I think it's very clear. Brooks. I mean. Um. Romero will probably make
1: it close, but I don't think he get the win. Right. Schultz, Dean, Caffey, Warner, Brucky, Panola, Balsek, Amos, Hoffman, Davison, Jaron Smith, <coughs> Foy. This is a very deep weight, and the NCAA agrees with 11 allocation spots for this weight class. Uh, interesting matches early. We'll have an 8-9, Amos versus Hoffman. That should be a good one. Well, the one. other
3: interesting match here... Uh, let me look this up to make sure I'm not full of crap. But didn't didn't Rablewski beat Cam Caffey early in the year and one of the reasons Cam Caffey was so far down in the rankings. At the Michigan State Open. That happened. That's happened. And that's
1: that's that's the first round matchup right there. First round match, a little uh revenge opportunity for Caffey. As Ben pointed out, the number three. I mean, listen, let's just listen to this. For a case in point for Big Ten depth, the number 14 beat the number three seed. The number three mm-hmm. seed beat the number one guy in America, Max Dean. That's like how deep this weight class is. And the number one guy in America is actually the two seed at Big Ten's, according to uh, according yeah. to Big Ten seeding. Which, you know, I'm not saying that that's necessarily even a bad seed to have Eric as the as the number one. So yeah, what no, that, that gives makes us, perfect sense. and it gives Warner a, I think, a, a, a tough path because. Yeah, He's oh, going to yeah, have, sure. uh, have Wilhelm from Indiana. But then, Brucky, that's a tough matchup for, for yes. Warner. It's a tough matchup have for Brucky. they wrestled before ever or no? They have. I want to say Warner has won it. Um, let me look it up real quick. Well, They're from the same
3: state in high school, so they probably wrestled in high school too, honestly. Or maybe not
1: because Warner was a lot smaller they're and split. grew big. S- Classic split. Uh, five four win yeah. for Warner, ten five loss for, um. Wait, or for yeah, sorry, Rucky beat him ten five. Warner beat him five four.
3: That's a good. That's a and good Rucky match, especially. <laughs> oof. So yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, I could absolutely see Rucky winning that match. I mean, there's no doubt there. There's a possibility.
1: Yes. So tough draw for for Warner. Shane Sparks thinks he's going to win a national title. We'll see. We like the ladies, saying, man. We like the ladies, man. He gives us sh- oh, some thrilling I said it,
3: I said give him give him two periods to win a national title. That's why he's so good at freestyle. Two periods. That's it. Not three periods. Only two. Nope. And then Hoffman at the nine is, uh, yeah, yeah, I felt like that's a little. He's had some good wins this year. He's beat Tanner Sloan, who's obviously good
1: um he he's been Drake right Bullshack. there with some good guys too he's right there he's with Max. right there. yep Th- that'll be that is gonna be an interesting whoever comes out braxton or or hoffman eight, eight nine g- gets the one schultz that's gonna be a <laughs> you're watching that match and schultz will be favored and i think he probably w- moves it's on but so that's a tough match for the one seed
3: yes hey hoffman and schultz haven't wrestled this year didn't even wrestle last year i don't think i mean i was hoffman significantly better this year than he was last year um seemingly so. i mean yeah
1: then heavyweight paris um paris gable semi which we said would be the case this, after yeah. cassiope beat kirkfleet kirkfleet beat paris bada bing so bada bing. Can't, can't wait for that semi can't wait for another big tone um kirkfleet match Always interested in the in the chess matches. As we look for the early matches of two seven, Hilger Cassiope. We've seen that a bunch. It's been all big tone. Yeah. Kirkfleet Lance quarter. Probably all Kirkfleet. Um and then Paris Davison is a quarter. Uh yeah. Bebby, I mean, listen, if Kale can't have
3: Mr. Greg figure out that double thigh pry, we're gonna have an issue. And we know uh cassiope has got a lot of power from the double thigh pry, but. You gotta freaking figure that out. Get some knee slide going. You're a big, strong dude.
1: Get your knee slide going. Get something going. Change over for me it up one time. One over. Something. Anything. Okay. All right, Ben. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple minutes here. We're oh. gonna s- shift gears. Uh-oh. State tournament last weekend. How how did the boys do? At, of
3: AWA. Uh, uh we, we had sixteen champs and seventy nine placers. Uh nice. So hmm. yeah, up from we our state champs were down, but we won almost every. So we don't really compete too much in division three because we don't have a lot of kids there just because of where our academies are located geographically so last year we won almost every weight so it was hard to repeat that but we did go up from 59 to 79 on the placers um had a couple heartbreakers unfortunately which you're always going to do but mostly really good all right congrats
1: yeah hey well
3: if you ever bring that up
1: how'd mr caleb do Dude, it was oh my gosh it was a it was an an emotional mess for me um felt like I was like coaching high school again but it was awesome oh he wrestled great he wrestled really really hard he actually got second which is uh, you know beyond my expectations I actually which I had no real expectations because it's youth wrestling and whoever freaking knows but he wrestled good uh he got it was inter- it was interesting going because it's my first like real intense youth wrestling tournament I've a- ever been to. He went Wait, to one whoa, in- whoa,
3: what do you mean by real intense? Were there nuts so parents or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like I went to this one in Spring Klein, Texas. It was really small, just in a gym, kind of like a typical youth tournament. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And this was like this was in the the basketball arena where Texas A and M plays, and it's just like screaming coaches and nuts parents and like, oh man, it's y'all crammed in, and there's like all these masks, and it just felt like okay, this is like that that youth <laughs> wrestling thing you hear a lot about, and so I had some some interesting observations. So like, there's there's a lot of good in youth wrestling happening, and there's still a lot of like that the old school mentality that that is I think destructive that Ben obviously thinks is really destructive. And one, one yeah. of the funnier things was I'm watching this match. So we're on deck for a match and I'm watching, you know, as, as you do, you watch the match matches in front of you as you're waiting. And this kid is losing and he's, he's down 14 to two. The kid, I think is like eight years old, very young, very small kid and he doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. And uh. so he's on top. The kid chooses bottom. That's up by 12 points. And He's like, he keeps locking hands on bottom. He keeps locking hands on, like literally going to like a, a gut wrench position. And his coach is just so mad at this kid. He's like screaming at him about, you can't lock hands. Do not. What are you doing? Stop locking hands. I'm like, and I just, I looked at Mike uh, and, and I'm like, and Seamus, the other coach, I'm like, doesn't the coach know that this is his fault? Like, you're the one that didn't prepare this eight year old about locking heads. It's not his fault. You yeah. didn't prepare your kid. Like, when, when, the other Caleb, thing is you can just
3: let him go. I mean, like, when, when we have kids like that that are so yeah. young, they don't know what the hell they're doing. It's like, let him go. Like, I tell him, like, do this. And I even just look at the refs because most of time at that age, the ref will just, like, you let can just, the coach dictate. Yeah. So I'll just say, hey, okay, we're going neutral because <laughs> he doesn't know the damn rules, obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> know the rules. So it's fine. And it's oh. fine that that happens, but like, the kid is, obvious. I mean, I'm thinking, it's, it's a stressful environment. There's screaming everywhere. It's loud. It's like you're yes. in a singlet. It's <laughs> this. You're getting physically beaten by another kid, and it's, like, allowed. So, so then now you're going to add to the chaos by screaming at this kid that doesn't know the rules that you didn't teach him. That was your fault, dude. Not the 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, there's just, like, a lack of, like, the awareness. And then it's such a sad thing. You just kind of want the match to end, like, for the kid's sake. And then the yeah. other coaching staff, the kid locks hands against. And the coaches, they're like demonstratively asking for more oh, lock hands so in a match. It's so annoying. I can't win.
3: So, like, the the first term Alex Russell, it was like a – she was like a deer head. like scored no points. But the last kid she wrestled was also really terrible. And he probably locked his hands like 15 times. Yeah. But it's like he obviously has no idea what he's doing. And my daughter sucks so i'm not gonna go over here and try to win on a flipping technicality like yeah. they both suck just let them let them be out there just do whatever they're doing but there's so many kid, coaches in that young age group because listen the kids are not good they lock hands a lot who are like lock hands locked hands you missed it you missed it
1: yeah and you're like it's oh like, my god you're freaking embarrassing shut up over there yeah it's like okay this ref is like <laughs> i mean they're doing the lord's work officiating the these youth wrestling yes, tournaments. it's not absolutely. easy and it's like man you're going to harass him but it's like it's like when Caleb when Caleb lost he got pinned in an armbar I'm like okay this yeah that makes sense because we have not gone over that extensively there's so much to go over in wrestling especially at the youth level there's going to be mm-hmm. gaps and things you don't you just you don't get to get to and get over I was yeah. like okay that makes sense that he lost that's an area that he, we haven't spent a lot of time in and it makes sense he got pinned but like the other coaches are like yeah I don't know there's a, a lack of self awareness and reflection, I think, in the with the coaches um, that I mm-hmm. think would help. But it was great. I mean, I was I was really proud of him. He was very proud. Uh, eventually, he was initially very disappointed that he didn't win, but um, that's okay. Um, he's a very competitive kid, so it made sense. Jack Malenconico won, which was awesome. That there, kid there is – he's he's really – he's very tough. He's very tough.
3: How old you know? Like, I would say 12 Thir- or 13.
1: 13. Maybe. 13. Yeah. He's – I think he's – We'll see. He's good. He's good, and he works really, really hard, and he really genuinely loves it, and it's all coalescing nice. to some success. So it was, it was really fun, um, fun weekend, exhausting weekend. Uh, just so I missed a lot of wrestling. You know, I missed like the Yasser Dogu. Um, this where... is what I tell
3: you about what sometimes if I, we would love to do a Monday show, but it's so hard for me because usually Saturday and Sunday are kind of crazy, and then I, I miss a lot of stuff, and I catch up on it on Monday.
1: Yes. Yeah. So caught caught up. Um, I was able to watch some of Jordan's matches. Um, Were you able to catch some of those, Jordan Ernest Burroughs?
3: I was not. I didn't catch any Yasir Dogu. I was was at the state tournament for about 72 hours in a row. Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, Yeah. The Iranian he wrestled really – well, the Iranian, I guess, wrestled him. He didn't try any moves. He really – he slowed down Jordan in a – We've seen Jordan slow down before, but this guy was like a master class of, like, not doing anything yet, really making it tough. He got Jordan put on the yeah. clock twice, I think. And Jordan—so, okay, I'll, pa- I'll paint the picture for you guys. If you didn't see it yet, it's all- the match is on the site. But there's—it's 1-1, and Jordan is winning, and he gets put on the clock with, like, 50 seconds left. Ballpark. 50 seconds, and Jordan's on the clock. Gets down, the clock's ticking down, there's three seconds left. In the shot clock, and Jordan's about to give up another point, and the guy grabs Jordan's singlet. um, In an exchange,
3: they love that that trick over there.
1: And they and they caught, and Jordan kind of gestured, and the ref saw it and stopped it with three seconds left. And Jordan got the point. Otherwise, if if the three seconds expired, the point goes up for the Iranian, and then he's down one. So then he was up two one, and he's able to um, hang on for the win. But it was. The guy was fingers. He was doing everything he could to slow him down, and and I guess you got to credit him for for that for being that close. Um, but Jordan finds a way. He's more dominant against Chance. He's working this um, this lefty collar and ankle like a ton, and he hit it a couple times on Chance. So it's I don't know if it's new new, but it it looked like it was a definite point of emphasis yeah. for him. In the uh,
3: I thought it was pretty surprising that Chance made the finals. Were you? There wasn't really any other results I was, you know, kind of surprised by, but that was one that I felt he pretty beat, surprising.
2: Sabalov, right? yeah, and Sabalov lost to McFadden on the backside, so Sabalov's best days.
1: Sabalov's uh, best days clearly behind him. Um, this is the Burrows. Yeah, this is that. This is that that attack I was telling you about, Ben, right there. Oh, pretty nice. Lefty. it's like it's simultaneous the uh, collar and ankle, boom boom. Well, boom. All simultaneous. Yeah.
3: Oh, those. Those. Yeah. Can't be exactly simultaneous otherwise you wouldn't have any pressure on the head. So yeah, great great timing by uh, mr. Burroughs.
1: Yes So he had to wrestle all five matches in one day, which is he said he hasn't done since I think he said 2017 um, But maybe not even then Um, so yeah, that's a pretty tough pretty tough challenge for him Um, There were other notable notables, but we can we can keep pressing on here big 12 Seeds came out, pre-seeds.
2: You want to talk about James Green? Oh, you go ahead. Uh, he took silver. He lost to Baby Oz in the, in the finals, but he looked really good. So he got a, he got a nice win <clears throat> in the semifinals. He beat uh, a guy who's like top five in the world, world medalist from Russia, three to two, and was trailing like the entire match, then scored a takedown with something like 10 seconds left. Boom. Uh
3: I see the clip in here too, and I and I did watch this a few times. But that, uh, I think you have Shakiev. I didn't realize who it was. Uh,
1: that scramble, oh my god! Yeah, the crazy. The, so everyone, it's well, sort of like play that. It ends, ends in like in an, like a, it ends in like a. It ends in like a splatle type of position. Um, here it is. But Shakiev looks like a beast here with his cartwheel here to not give up exposure. And it so felt I thought, like
3: he's still exposed there, but whatever, sure. Um, I give credit there. No, no. no he was yeah. on his head the whole okay. time on his foot. Head head. To foot. But head then company. this dude. Oh my god! I mean, this the flexibility, wild.
1: and I'm like, man, Shakiev well, is a flexible person. But then the this other is thing ladle. that's
3: kind of notable about this is how tight he was able to keep his arm there, because you know the entire time as Shakiev was doing the cartwheel, that he wasn't able to like shimmy his shoulder out of there, because obviously you know the arm is is relatively smooth, and usually if someone's locking on it, you can at least slide. You know, maybe uh-huh. it's like not like you right a limp arm you come out the whole thing fast right yeah but like you can usually if something's even tight you can usually shimmy out just a tiny bit and a tiny bit and a tiny bit but for some reason he was able to keep that arm clamped so tightly that he never even got anything out of it
1: yeah i can't even see the exact grip he has well it's an overhook grip yeah and, I know. but even, yeah even in that like
3: usually like you can get like you know a tiny bit of space and then that's enough to you know clear the
1: position yeah, but nowhere could he get an inch. I wonder if Shakiev was just a little confused about where he was in the position too. I don't know. But it was a it was a crazy exchange. I mean, you see a world champion pinned and uh, pinned this like that's good though. He's yeah, obviously top ten in the world. Yeah, and we, listen, seeing seeing Russian world champs or world champs in general go down and not world championship thing is like not all that uncommon either. Like yeah. you never know. Like Americans, we generally stay, like, very prepared year-round, whereas Russians mm-hmm. will just, like, kind of enter tournaments less than optimized. Um, so that was cool. Uh, Jakara and Forrest Molinari, McKinna
2: gold. McKenna, the match before this um, with Shakiev, he had him almost dead to rights. He was winning. Uh, Tyler, you can pull up the clip. Um, it's in the asset folder. Something like 6-3 to three or something with less than a minute to go, but he ended up getting... Taken down and laced up. The good thing and about
1: freestyle and why I like freestyle is like it's pretty hard to ever be dead to rights because you can score points so so fast. Like, yes. Um. Yeah. Here's a.
2: This one's kind of long because in it, I think the final ended up being eleven to seven. A bunch of points scored. That is a, a very positive uh,
3: feature of of freestyle, Christian.
1: Yes.
2: And they're doing this new thing that now in the rule book where you can get a step out and a caution and one in the same move good i didn't realize
3: that was the case because that's that's that is how it should be probably called because otherwise it is you're highly incentivized to avoid a takedown by going out of bounds if you can only give up a caution and one or a one because obviously one is less than the takedown of two so if they give two points and that's ideal
1: i love the changes that they're they Continually implement and like they're not changes, they're just like all tweaks. There's just like very subtle, like okay, when yeah, you're on the close, when you're on the shot clock, right? You can still score and not not be a, like you lose the point because really, there's no reason to get a step out point if you're that one's
2: debatable, though.
1: Why is that debatable? Because De- debate me, let's embrace debate,
2: it, Maybe Uh, because you are less incentivized to take an attack if you can give up a takedown and the shot clock point.
1: Oh, so you're saying the guy on the clock,
2: yes, is less incentive. Well, I and, and now, it's not that bad to just give up the point. We see a lot, anyways. But, but now that's... there is even less incentive if there's more risk.
3: Mm. No, no, but I, so I see. I see what you're reward. saying, but I, I feel like, mm. I feel like the shot clock point, um, obviously, it won't advise action, but at the same time, um, and how it usually plays out is, is, is to penalize the less aggressive guy um and so in that case you're you know you're not necessarily forcing especially with and especially like a younger age bracket i pretty much tell my guys to ignore the shot clock right don't do something stupid because the shot clock because it's only a point and the likelihood that a match at a you know say junior level or under is going to end one two to one is highly unlikely so just kind of ignore the shot clock right so those senior level athletes they're most of them don't change strategy unless it's like a second period where it's one to one and it's the second shot clock point. Mm-hmm. They really change strategy based on shot clock. So I think I'm totally okay with that.
1: I'm okay with it because I don't like I don't like the uh remember there's just a bunch of matches at, at Oslo where yeah. it felt like, okay, we need this shot clock point, but we also need other points, so we need to wait this yes. 30 seconds and then start scoring. I love that that doesn't exist yeah. anymore. And now you're Agreed. just like, oh, you can keep going, keep firing, keep looking to score. I think it overall will yield more points, more offense, more attempts. Yes. And you never want anyone to be de-incentivized to score, right? Yes. Which you mm-hmm. unquestionably are when your opponent's on the clock. Now everyone has reasons to score. So that's yes, it's a good thing. I
2: still think first period shot clocks, guys will shut down.
1: First period, maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't. For sure. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, uh, but second period, I don't know if that'll be the case. And I think you'll see, unquestionably, you will see more offense from the person who's not on the shot clock than you would have otherwise. Whereas they'd be happy to let the 30 seconds tick without an attempt. There will be more offensive attempts in those third in that 30 second window.
2: If they need more points than one point.
1: R- regardless, regardless. No, the, guys will no. still
2: shut down if Stop. they do not need more points. No way.
1: If if it's first period and it's zero zero and you're on the clock, I'm just as I'm gonna be thinking about scoring. Is, yeah, is m- more so than if you were on the clock with the old rule set. I'm not if it's zero zero and you're on the clock, I am gonna shut down. I'm gonna get my point because if yeah. I can't score with the old rule. Now the new rules I and I'm not saying that will be the case for all. Mo- more often I will now be incentivized to score so they will go after I, it more i agree with christian right? yeah. yes. okay um you're you're trying to game the system i'm trying to wind JD's the gap. he's a here, gamer JD. he's a gamer he's a gamer he probably wears those headsets with the with the with the uh, microphones nerd. and has and plays call of duty with the bros don't you admit it haven't touched mm. a console in years wow
3: a car co- he called I, it a console. I feel like I feel like JD. JD's gamer a gamer talk.
1: JD's <laughs> JD's a throwback. I bet he. I bet he just N64. plays like in sixty four. Yeah, I just play gold. All
2: of you Mario Kart in sixty four.
1: Mario Kart in sixty four. That's a fun one. Um, okay. Oh, someone said, asked what were the ACC seeders smoking, which means I think the ACC seeds are out, and it's really I, I was, hard to say ACC seeds, but I did it three ACC times. Seeds. I was ACC at it. seeds. I all right um
3: well i'll google it see if i can find it well dang 200 it 200. who, would, who would uh
1: those are from 2020 all right well
2: darn it, it yet.
3: where
1: did
2: this PC. person find no, them
3: no. they got connections that you don't have piles <laughs> i can't find them either hey,
1: i had those big 10 seeds uh early yesterday that was nice allegedly nah, nah. okay uh
2: we got to look at them a whole two hours early.
1: We got them two hours early.
3: Lout wow. said so John Veal. Uh, John, so John Veal's my guy. His son wrestles at my place. He says Lout. So what, did they put Lout one in Highland Lewis two three? No. Because if that's the case, that's wild, bro. That's that's amazing. <laughs>
1: if so, oh my gosh, um, that would be wild. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? All you right. High beat. Loud, oh, correct. Oh theory what is it because the over a no listen no listen is it because the nc state virginia tech match was quote non-conference oh that could that be, be while that, that could be literally be that why that <laughs> could literally be why
3: but wait isn't any match so uh, hold on but i thought any match like say if you wrestled someone within your conference at las vegas just a theory I thought all the conference matches are counted so let's see. Um, what if it was because Clay Lout wrestled an extra conference match against Pittsburgh,
1: so he had another win? Man, I don't know. Um, uh, all right. Let's well, see. let's let's, let's let's confirm that those are in fact the seeds first before um, we start talking. Before about we it. start talking about a hypothetical Clay Lout. 174
3: one seventy four in the ACC is actually pretty good because you got fine silver in there also. I mean, that's a that's a really solid conference.
1: It's it's sassy for sure. Okay. Um, What? You like, I called it sassy? Uh,
3: Yeah, that was, was, I can't say. Anyways.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, 934. Okay, we can get it. Here's a good question from Kelly, but the handle is Sam underscore Y730. So is it Kelly? Is it Sam? Is it Sam Kelly? We don't know. Very confusing. But over, under, Uh, seven and a half. I got him. Oh, we've got the seeds. Uh oh, we got them. He's got the Where'd documents. Clay you...
2: Lout number one, Heidley number two, Makai number three. Oh my gosh! They're <laughs> all
1: smoking all the wow. drugs. Heidley should just obviously be the one. Um, to me, I know he beat. I know Lout. You could, you could play this circular game, but there's the there's what I call the common sense clause, where you apply common sense. Uh, but congrats to. Congrats to Clay Lout. That's good. Um, any other surprises? Bolin's the three, which is crazy to see, but of course he lost to Kane in the in the duel. Um, but which here could I'm, be let's...
3: good for Hydley because he he doesn't wrestle Lout very well. I'm oh, sorry, Lout. Uh, he doesn't wrestle Bolin. Bolin very well. So if Bolin loses, then he won't have to deal with him again.
1: Okay, here's here's. Let's get back to this question. Over okay. under seven 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 and a to half this. top seeds going chalk. Uh, and they're talking about top one seeds at Big Tens. I think He's, it ends up
3: being seven, so I'm betting the under.
1: You do okay. Who's the three?
3: Well, I think that I you've think sort there's of multiple pegged. possibilities. So uh, Schultz would be a possibility. Karch would be a possibility. Um, Deacon would be a possibility, and then there's other smaller possibilities within Storaki uh, and Nick Lee being the Who? other two that I see.
1: All right, possible. I'm just going to say it, and hopefully you will not re- reference the thing that is only ever referenced. But I <laughs> like, <laughs> Deacon's such a favorite. I feel yeah. like Deacon is a huge favorite, man. I mean, I, I know this isn't the NCAA tournament. It's Big Tens. This guy, uh, when's the last time he lost to someone in the Big Tens?
2: At the Big Ten yeah, tournament gone. or in the Big Ten conference? I don't know. Just
1: Pe- period.
0: I
3: mean. Yeah, I guess I, why I was thinking that is I just, probably he can't had be the 4-2 on. match with Peyton Rob. Uh, I just felt like he hadn't been super dominant this year, but maybe, yeah, no, you're right. He he's
2: kind, of kind of has of been. been and that he Peyton and Rob match. in his last couple matches. Yeah, so. and that Peyton Rob match, one of Rob's points was on a legal hold and an yep. escape. Well, don't do things that are illegal.
1: Okay, what so I what say. do you
2: guys got? I'm still betting the
1: under. What do you guys I bet? kind of, I kind of, all that said, I kind of like the under with. Yeah. Uh,
2: 165,
1: 74, 97. Yeah. Um And honestly, like 41, that's pretty, you know, an Ironman-Nick Lee match is going to be pretty nuts. Or if Rivera's, like, uh, on fire, that's interesting. Um, Sasso going down would would sort of surprise me a lot.
2: He's like Deacon.
1: He's a pretty large favorite. Pretty big favorite. Um, You know, Gable, you know, he looks vulnerable. Stop. (laughs) Can we go? Can I answer this?
3: I just want to talk about this question. Um. is bad wrestling officiating a real problem or the mistakes justified by social media? So I, I think um, there's obviously a magnification on social media. And people, people love to have empathy for someone who was kind of robbed, I guess you'd say, or something that's obvious. Um, and unfortunately, there's not a good review process at the high school level to cor- correct those things. That being said, on top of that. You said it earlier, Christian. Refing is uh, can be a thankless job, and these guys are doing the best that they can do. Now, obviously, um, there's parts of us that would say we would still like them to do better, and and they could, right? And because especially within some of the scrambles, I I can very clearly see that a lot of the older refs, especially, don't have any idea what the hell's going on in there. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's really clear when I'm watching. Um, but in order for us to get better refs, we would have to incentivize them more, which would mean um paying them more which i you know i'd be okay with uh you know i'm not running the tournament so i guess i don't know the economics of it works out but also having a lot of the coaches stop being such dicks to them um could probably go real, a really long way to keeping more around and getting more in um so yeah i think that's something we kind of need to look internally on like why why are they maybe not doing the best job and you know some of that is a reflection on us as a culture
1: so wow well, we're getting cultural with it i would say um <laughs> the it wrestling, is,
3: the wrestling culture
1: i'm sure this stuff has happened forever and we, we you know yeah. we know that there, there's always been bad calls and as part it you know we see bad calls at the NCA wrestling so you have to imagine a rung down is high school officiating they're not going to be as well trained these are people with other jobs and, and other things and then yeah. they do this on the weekends and yeah you're going to have some bad calls and we're seeing more of them now because of social media and all yes. this stuff's live streamed and like the Bull nona match, yeah, that was that was bad how that was officiated, obviously. You can't have a tiebreaker. Did you see this, Ben?
3: So I yeah, I mean, and my thought on that is like I actually if they would have said no reversal, I wouldn't have totally hated the call. They um did. No, no, no. I, so I know I I know that what was bad was that they called the two and then they called two more. Tyler you and can then they the wiped clip. it off, which I don't even know if that's uh, you know, I don't I don't know what I guess I don't know what the process is in college in yeah. high school wrestling, but it seems to be that once you awarded that you know, and this is once you award that, you create uh, a certain type of action that's happening because the wrestlers think, oh, this is you know, is not looking for more points because he already has four points. That's all he needs. Why would he be looking for any more points, you know?
2: For those so- just listening, tiebreaker, uh the final tiebreaker match, California State Finals, um well, Mantanona versus Joffrey. Mantonona gets is on bottom, gets a reversal with fifteen seconds left, and then they actually award two near full. It's kind of like a uh like are Scramble the whole time. It's a scramble yeah. the whole time. And they so Mantonona gets up, thinks he's won. Referees talk it over after it's over and say there should not have been a reversal. There, so there not, should not have been near yeah. fall. Mantonona loses three to two. What we're taking issue with is that they went back 15 seconds and changed a call when obviously Mantonona could have wrestled different if he do, if he thinks he's losing. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's, uh, so Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, so when I maybe, see something a... like
1: this happen, okay, there ahead. there needs to be an opportunity to change a bad call in this kind of a scenario, right? That that we would agree that's good, and that's exactly what happened here, waving it off. What they need in this situation is the ability to go back and at least at least give Mantonona yes. the time to wrestle from bottom with like it would have been probably 15 no. seconds left. At yeah, least uh-huh. give him that. You yes. can't let the entire thing end. And then you change. That's bad. That is bad. That cannot be that way. Part of that is the mechanism. I don't, that is not an option currently in high school wrestling to go back or wrestle. A, may not be an yeah. option in, in college wrestling. So I, I think, now the, the idea, the refs need to, I don't know how they do that much differently other than going back in time. It would have been nice if, they had just got the call, been had the conviction of their call in the first place and, and yeah. gone with it. And honestly, well, if, you're it off, honestly you if you're a ref in that, that situation, I don't know. If you're a ref in that situation, aren't you like, man, it was close enough? Are we really gonna just change it right now and just literally pick yes. the winner? i i think i would have had a hard time getting talked into that i i was
3: very curious i would be very curious to hear what the second ref said to the first ref to say to, to to convince him why it wasn't a reversal because yes to your point it was close like i if you go if sure. if say you freeze it at that instance and you say this is a reversal i'm like um eh, okay Maybe. if you say this isn't a reversal i'm like eh, okay like this is some serious gray area right here so if you go either way uh, you're gonna, you know, have some. People Either way, it's not an atrocious call.
2: What's atrocious is going back 15 seconds. Yes.
1: So bad. So bad. And yeah. Um, you know, both thought he won, and as did everyone else until they changed yep. the call. So that's a that's a really crappy way yeah. to lose.
2: And that's so, why this so, one is so uh, bad. I'm fairly really forgiving of a guy making a incorrect call in the splick of a moment or something split. like. Yeah, being split. referee is hard, but like. I don't know. Really? I can I can make up words if I want. Split. OK,
0: uh,
3: but
2: so hey, let's go back
3: to the bigger problem. Let's say number one, we pay, pay the refs more that right. That's an incentive. And then, uh, you know, on the deterrent side, if the co- co- some of these coaches are such buttholes and that's kind of when I get annoyed with some of the better college coaches who can be such buttholes to referees. And obviously those guys are um, pe- people that other coaches look up to right mm-hmm. they look up to those really high level college coaches and if they see them acting in a certain manner um then it becomes more okay for the high school coaches to act in a certain manner and you know when you treat certain refs certain ways a lot of people are like well, why would I do that I get treated like a total ass you know I mean just something that's not desirable yeah 100 percent.
1: well hey great show if I do say so myself if i may. <laughs> you guys on the back. At hey, least. you are allowed. Paul help.
3: No, don't even start with the Shane Sparks tomorrow. Please don't. All don't you turkey? You're
1: you're. I'm ducked. You're docked again. <laughs> you're docked again. I'm showing up late. JD, text me when it's over tomorrow. Amy's, uh, Amy's going to have to start brewing Maxwell House coffee. You're not going to get that li- premium roast anymore.
3: It might literally last the whole show. You and Sparks go back and forth
1: on shocking shock jocks. Hey. You Shock Jocks. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Kyle Snyder. Can't wait for his match against Jaden Cox. Two out of three. That's going to be fun. Shout out to J.D. Raider, Ben Funky, Askren, and especially you for listening. Great week in wrestling. It's one of the most wonderful times of the year, for sure. Conference weekend. Can't wait. The is right around the corner. Great time to be a wrestling fan. Thank you, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye.